the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Good afternoon. It is a couple minutes after 4 and you are listening to the Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL in Philadelphia. Thank you for tuning in. Had kind of a cloudy day going. A little sunshine. A little bit of rain, not much. 75 the high. Rain should be kicking in later on this evening. May even get a thunder shower tonight. Down to 58, then tomorrow on the cloudy side with some sun and a high of 84. World of sports, we have uh, the Flyers home tonight against Pittsburgh at 7. Phillies are home against Milwaukee this evening. 7.05, they lost a tough one to the Mets yesterday, 8-7. to Little audio uh, post game for you in a second. Sixers are at Chicago this evening at nine. They had an overtime win last night over San Antonio, 113 101. Head coach Doc Rivers of the Sixers asked after the game last night how he uh, viewed that victory over the Spurs in overtime last night. Well, I think today was more relief because we knew that we put our, we played ourselves in the position that we played ourselves in. I mean, give San Antonio credit. Uh, pop at those guys playing hard, moving the ball, attacking. But but our guys know that they didn't play right and they got away with one. And so I think it was more of a relief tonight than a um, celebration. Interesting to have a head coach who, uh, in the end, the win is what you need. But you you see a lot of things that uh, need to be done differently and done better. Speaking of which, on a side note, the scheduling that uh, has the Sixers playing in Chicago tonight after being in San Antonio last night, and then they're going to fly back on Wednesday to Houston. His thoughts on that? Yeah, it's just uh, the worst scheduling of the, of the year. You know, we are 45 minutes from Houston, <laughs> and we're going to fly to Chicago and play Chicago and then fly back to Houston. It makes no sense, but it is what it is. I'm sure every team has had one of these or two of these during the year, and we're just going to have to, you know, buck up and, and, and win the game anyway. Sixers head coach Doc Rivers last night after their win. It does bring up a fascinating point. I've always wondered about this. Victoria, how are you doing? Happy Monday. Happy May, by the way. I am doing well. Doing good. I would actually like to give my mother, and today is her birthday, uh, her 29th birthday, of course. Yeah, sure. And I would like to give her a birthday shout-out in Audubon, New Jersey. Happy birthday, Mom. Happy birthday, Anne from Audubon. Her 29th (laughs) yet again. That's (laughs) excellent. She has that birthday every year. It's just a great time of year. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So you're a big sports fan. Is your mom a sports fan? My mom likes sports, yeah. I, I would say she's more of a football girl. Okay. Um, she does like to watch them, especially when they're doing well, you know. So I'm sure she'll she'll be on the uh, Sixers bandwagon for the playoffs. Yeah. Oh, that's coming up soon. It, just it's interesting as I hear Doc Rivers talk about having to, you know, they're in Texas. They play San Antonio last night. They had to fly to Chicago to play tonight. Then they fly right back to Texas <laughs> to play Houston on Wednesday. It, it, you know, but it's probably one of those. 
put yourself in the other people's shoes situation because he knows better as, as much as anybody. The Sixers aren't the only team in the league, and basketball is not the only sport on the planet. So when you think right. about all the people that have to, all the moving parts about, well, you know, the Sixers for years have shared playing in the same building with the Flyers, for example. And you wonder, well, so who goes first and who says what? And you have to make all these schedules amongst leagues work. It's actually. Right. Especially if they share it, the same building, like you said. Yeah. yeah. But it yeah. makes you wonder, like, why, unless there is, you know, other events, it does make you wonder, like, wouldn't have someone have caught that? Like, hey, they're already in Texas. Well, why not play the other Texas team? But, hey, I don't know. I'm guessing in general what fascinates me is thinking through the pecking order of things, even mentioning the, the center downtown where they'll have. Not just Sixers and Flyers, but then they'll have they used to have the circus come and they have right. concerts and yeah. all that. What you know? What's first? What's second? What's third? And all the scheduling that goes into getting people answers and all that. I'm sure there's a, a science to it, but at the same time, it's probably a rather compli- a complicated picture. I don't think I'd so, want that job. No that pressure, and then if someone's not happy, then you have to worry about them. Com- you know, complaining. Well, like, that's part like of that. life, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd love to investigate that sometime. And I bet there are multiple people we'd have to actually talk to because uh, it's probably not just one person's decision. It's leagues working to get along. Like there are times where, you know, a certain team, like I think there was the uh, the Sixers tend to have their home games on Friday nights or there's there's certain ways they probably kind of work it. But still, you're dealing from town to town and other circumstances. So uh, anyhow, well, and speaking of travel all weekend long, I don't know what you were doing, but I was traveling from state to state almost. I was DJ to wedding on Friday. DJ the wedding on Saturday. Friday was in Delaware. Saturday was at a place called Grand Park in Horsham. As long as we're doing shout outs, I'm going to shout out to Beth and her husband Mike. They run the place. And I, I had a nice conversation while I'm setting up speakers. And I, I said, actually, I host a radio show. We got to talking. Oh, really? And so she, uh, Beth and her husband are a little advanced in years. And when I talked about WFIL, she was like, oh, yeah, I love that state. I remember. Everybody. So does. she said, as, as, yeah, as we started talking, she's like, you got a new listener. I'll be tuning in. One time is it again? Four to five? So I wrote it down for her. So perhaps Beth and her husband, Mike, are listening today. Hi, Beth and Mike. Yeah. So that's that. And then I was in Percocy last night at a farm and a, a beautiful event. I will tell you this. As I'm, as I'm getting out there, I have my Fitbit on now because I'm trying to get into better shape slowly but surely this year. 12,500 steps on Friday because this, this wedding was out in the middle of a field. I had like wheel everything across the field for the ceremony Wow! and all the way back. And then the reception was in one part and the hors d'oeuvres were in another part. So my feet were aching. I bet, but that's some good exercise. Now, are these your yeah. first weddings back after a while? Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's great. So, so back in business. World's starting to open up again. As I'm talking to people, too, some of these, you know, this is the first big gathering in a long time. It also begs that kind of conversation, like getting used to being out again. And just right. what it's like to be in a big group or bigger group than you're used to. After being in isolation for quite some time, or maybe yeah. not entire isolation as things have started to slowly lift, but, you know, yeah. a, a lot more than a lot of us were used to. It's true. It's <laughs> for true. a long time. Well, so all that said, it was a full weekend, and I hope you... Yes, long story short, we celebrated uh, my mom's birthday early because, you know, unfortunately it's on a Monday. Sorry, Mom. But uh, we had some good pre-birthday celebrations for her with some family, and uh, we went out to dinner, and we, nice. you know, the weather was beautiful, so we got yes. outside, so. That's, yeah. that's good. Good weekend. Saw some friends as well, so good weekend. Wonderful. Well, now we turn the calendar into May. Some things have happened. We had a lot of contests we mentioned last week that wrapped up on Friday, since Friday was the last day of April. 
And now we're into the month of May, and some new things have popped up. Some things are continuing on. So we'll get into that just as a couple of reminders as the show rolls along here. Uh, we do have Mother's Day this coming Sunday, the 9th, and WFL is giving away $1,000 for that. So that'd be fun in addition to whatever you're planning for Mother's Day. Uh, if you want to take a, a try at winning that, WFIL.com, click the contest tab and get entered for that. Uh, we also have uh, Danielle Pitzer joining us. Danielle's going to join us a little later on this hour. She is Director of Sanctity of Human Life at Focus on the Family. And they have done something really neat this year, which we'll let her explain later in the program. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show, heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Turns out you're not the only one who cares about what's going on around here. AM 560 WFIL.com on the app. Longtime newsboy, also from Zealand Worship, that's Phil Joel. And he has a number of solo albums he's done over the years. That's from his latest, Better Than I Found It, the title track. We're giving that away. Still have a little time to get in on that contest. And if you win a copy, you also pick up a copy of his book, Redwoods and Whales, Becoming Who You Actually Are, which provides perspective and encouragement to catch a true vision of God's character. And in the process, shake free from things that hold you back. And instead, grab hold of the life you were born to live. You can get entered for that. The contest page at WFIL.com was mentioning, uh, speaking of contests, how we have, uh, of course, flipped the month uh, calendar into May now. And uh, we had our ministry of the month in April, which was leading the way with Dr. Michael Youssef. Heard weekdays at 530 on WFIL. Thought I would just take a quick second to high five some listeners who won. Let's say Deborah in Philly, Janice in Croydon. Ava in Bethlehem, Thomas in Philly, as well as Diane, Rodney in Voorhees, New Jersey. You have uh, Letitia in West Deptford, Mark in Drexel Hill, Linda in Lansdale. Always love alliteration. Matthew in Harleysville, Jonathan in Lancaster, Dana in Philly, Sandy in Fountainville, James in Pottstown, Aaron in Camden, New Jersey, Patty in West Deptford, and Maurice in Philadelphia. They were our daily winners, our weekly winners, which got a second book as part of uh, what we were giving away. Mary in Barrington, New Jersey, Kimberly in Southampton, the Pennsylvania variety, Denise in Philly, and Linda in Seacane. So congratulations to all of you for winning. And uh, we encourage each person listening to get in on the contest. We have so many of them. It starts with being a rewards club member, which is free. Uh, and it just takes about a minute to do. Once you input your info, then... You're able to enter all the different contests very quickly. At any given point, we typically have a dozen of them going, including the Phil Joel one I just mentioned. Ministry of the Month, now that we are into uh, uh, May now, is Truth for Life with Alistair Begg. And you can win his brand new book called Brave by Faith, God-Sized Confidence in a Post-Christian World. There's a grand prize, including that book, the one he wrote before with Sinclair Ferguson called Name Above All Names, the classic devotional by Charles Spurgeon, Morning by Morning, Spurgeon Study Bible, and a 10 Years of Favorites USB features 123 of Truth for Life's most requested sermons. That's the grand prize that we're doing this month. Truth for Life, Alistair Begg, coming up at 5 o'clock today, each weekday afternoon, also 5.30 a.m., WFIL's May Ministry of the Month. And by the way, we're looking forward to having Pastor Begg on the program about 10 days from now, somewhere around mid-May. 
We're uh, working our calendars out for that. So that's another thing you can get entered for. And there's, again, many other things you can be entered for. Uh, find out about them at WFIL.com and have fun with that. We enjoy making that possible for the listeners. So tell me about your mom. What's one thing? Mother's Day is coming up. $1,000 we're giving away. It is one of the contests, $1,000 from mom this coming Sunday. And you can enter right through Sunday, by the way, even late at night. I checked the rules, the fine print. You can enter that contest till midnight tonight. Something about your mom? It's funny that my mom's birthday is so close to Mother's Day. It's literally one week apart, so she always gets a lot of gifts, which she's very lucky. My mom, Anne, is generous, um, very kind-hearted. She's very caring about other people. Um, I've learned from her to always acknowledge people's birthdays, uh, send them a card, um, Hmm. try to be generous getting gifts, Um, always send thank you notes. That was a must every time I got birthday gifts or anything for graduation. She's like, you need to... Always have manners and show people that you're um, grateful. She's taught me so much, but she's just a really kind-hearted, generous person who cares a lot about other people and really cherishes her friendships and our family. And I really admire that about my mom. I love sure that. everyone feels that way, but I love my mom <laughs> very much. <laughs> well, it's funny you mentioned that slight dovetail. Our guest coming up in a little bit, Danielle Pitzer with Focus in the Family, has this neat thing about celebrating Mother's Day by not only acknowledging your own mom, but also through helping affirm women at, lo- at your local pregnancy resource center. So I'll let her tell, tell about that, but Focus has been working with some, they're based in Colorado, they have been sending necklaces to local pregnancy centers that the centers can give along to the women that they work with. And it's a, it's a blessing because you're, they would say certainly acknowledge your own mom and appreciate her. But on top of that, acknowledge another woman who maybe maybe it's her first child she hasn't even given birth yet but to affirm the value that every woman has value uh, in that way so i'll share mine later i want I, you, that was good i want to just let that sit there in the air and it sounds like you, you've had a good thing going there with your daughter that she appreciates as able to say it really without any prompting didn't have to you know you didn't have and haw i had a whole script here you did <laughs> it <laughs> says here that i'm supposed to say i love my mom no no i was on the heart <laughs> i could tell well, mention Robin. I'm sorry, mention Robin was another guest we have with Focus in the Family. Mention Danielle from Focus in the Family. She'll be joining us in a few moments, and we have much more to go yet on the Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks for tuning in today. AM 560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM 560, WFIL, and WFIL.com. Five sixty WFIL.com on the app. That's Jordan Feliz and Glorify coming up on 430 on the Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks for listening in. Kind of a cloudy rest of the afternoon. Rain expected tonight. Could be a heavy thunder shower. Down to 58. Tomorrow kind of cloudy. Some sun up to 84. Oddly enough, uh, the weather drops into the 60s, like the low 60s later on this week. So it's kind of a crazy week still weather-wise. Eventually that usually shakes out, but takes some time in the spring. Phillies lost uh, 8-7 to the Mets yesterday. Sixers 113-111 over San Antonio in overtime. They're at Chicago tonight at 9. And the Flyers home against Pittsburgh tonight at 7. The Phillies, uh, back to that for a second. Uh, I'm driving home from the third of three weddings that I DJed this weekend. And uh, I had a chance to listen. And interestingly enough, the the Phils are 
up, I think it was four to two, and I tuned in, and then things were just unraveling. And they wound up giving up six runs, and they fell behind eight to four. And then I kind of tuned out, and I got home, and I was really tired from a long weekend of work. And, and, uh, and then I find out that they, uh, they almost uh, – I thought they tied it up. They came back. Reese Hoskins hits a three-run homer. That wasn't. They saw that the ball clanked off the, uh, like a, the outfield uh, railing as opposed to clearing it. And so instead of a three-run home run to make it an 8-8 game – they sent him back to third base. It was eight to seven. Then Bryce Harper struck out to end the game. What did Reese think about that whole process? I mean, I think the guys in the clubhouse have only seen what was shown on the board. So um, they had clear evidence to turn it over. And that's, that's what it was. Billy's manager, Joe Girardi on that situation. I mean, it's a replay. I mean, that's, that's what the replay system is there for. I mean, obviously it's frustrating. It goes against us, but I'm assuming that they were right. I mean, I'm making the assumption and, um, you know, I've said all along, the whole idea of replay is to get calls right. Um, it's frustrating because we thought we tied it up and it's kind of like, you know, it's tough. Starting pitcher Zach Eflin, what did he see on that ball? Well, immediately we couldn't really tell because Reese kind of stopped the second and then, then he started running like he was around around in third for a homer. And I mean, we freaked out. We, uh, we were screaming, we were hollering, we were, we were going crazy in there. I mean, probably just as much as the guys in the dugout were. And it's just it's just so crazy to know that, you know, baseball comes down to just inches so many times. Reese had a great A.B. We were putting together some just fantastic A.B.s against Diaz. And he comes up and, and gets the hit that we all want. And, you know, it was a half an inch short. But we immediately thought it was gone until they zoomed in and, and saw it. It kind of it hit the, the metal railing. And from playing here for a while, I knew that probably wasn't a homer. But, I mean, just just an awesome A-B, just a gutsy A-B to, you know, go the other way and, and really just come up a half an inch short. But, you know, it's it's really cool to see um, the heart and everything that we showed in the last inning to, you know, know we're down by four and, you know, we're not out of it. So we're, we're definitely taking that momentum into each and every game we have. That's Philly starting pitcher Zach Eflin on a Zoom call last night. Interestingly enough, all of that might have been moot had the inning before in the eighth inning, Reese Hoskins, who hit that long ball, I've been paying a little more attention. There was a, a ball that went to the outfield that kind of squirted through, and he kind of lobbed the ball back into the second baseman. And while he was doing that, the uh, Mets runner saw that the ball was kind of being lobbed, and he burst for home and scored an extra run. And uh, what did Hoskins think about that? Uh, yeah, it's high. Frustration's high. I got to make a play in in the eighth. Um, it's a mental error that can't happen at any point in the game. Um, certainly not late in the game, but I just put my head down. I, I, we know that VR is an aggressive base runner and can't take your eye off him. And I did got to run the ball back into the infield and make sure that we get time. So we got a chance to fight for another day. Billy's manager, Joe Girardi concurring. It's just it's, I mean, we can't make those mistakes. I mean, that's, that's a mistake that we can't afford to make. And, and we're making way too many mistakes defensively. We need to clean it up. And we talk about it all the time and we work on it, but we need to clean it up. We're giving them way too many extra outs, and you always got to be on your toes in this game. You got to understand who runners are, and you got to think ahead. You know, it's just um, it's unfortunate because we, you know, and they had some hits tonight that they found holes. Plus, some of our misexecution cost us the game. Zach Eflin, starting pitcher, how a team can overcome such a frustrating loss where they give up runs they didn't have to. They almost come back, but they still lose in the end. Just showing up tomorrow and playing with fire, you know. Um, I feel like we played with fire the whole night, you know, regardless of what happened. Like, our, our guys battled and 
put together some great ABs and had some really clutch hits. And, you know, that's, that's really all it takes to, you know, to start a fire and continue to play like that. You know, every, each and every single person in that clubhouse wants to win more than anything. And it's going to catch up to us. I keep telling you guys, it's, it's going to happen. We're, we're going to go on a streak. We're going to win. But, you know, just to see that fire and, and that hard down four in the ninth inning against an, an extremely good closer is, is really, is really promising. Um, you know, our guys aren't giving up ABs. So it's, it's really fun to watch. That's Zach Eflin, Philly's starting pitcher. And to their credit, Reese Hoskins, after making a not-so-good play in the eighth inning, at least came back and stayed focused and almost redeemed himself and helped the team catch up. And you have to do that, especially over the course of a long season. You have to have a short memory and move on. And as uh, as Zach's saying, come out with fire, and they'll hopefully do that tonight against Milwaukee at 7.05. They may have some water to uh, contend with, with the rain this evening and maybe a thunder shower, but they may be able to sneak in enough of the game at least. So we'll see how that all plays out. Uh, that all said, we're looking forward now to bringing on a very special guest, and her name is uh, Danielle uh, Pitzer from the uh, Focus, from Focus on the Family. She's the director of Sanctity of Human Life. Hello, Danielle. How's it going? Hello, I'm good. How are you? Wonderful. Nice to make your acquaintance. Thanks for thank you. Time. Nice to meet you. Yeah, you're based in Colorado, right? You, that's where you are today. Yep. Okay. With the snow. <laughs> you have snow today. Yeah, one of those crazy May showers. We have some snow. Wow. This is late in the year. Is that well? Maybe not for Colorado. Do you get snow even this late and later? Yeah, we do. But <laughs> well, at least I am grumbling a little bit, going, "Come on, spring!" <laughs> <laughs> you, you sound thrilled about the yeah. We get that snow. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Now that's well. Well, we're glad that you're at least hopefully inside and not directly in the snow. Can chat with us about Mother's Day because uh, we caught wind of something Focus has been doing, which I think is really neat. Uh, and I want to just kind of pass that idea along to our listeners. Before we get to that little thing, just share for a second, if you would, how you came to focus and, and you know what you do day to day. How I came to focus actually is a, a long story, but I'll make it pretty short. Um, when I was a little girl raised by my single mom, I would fall asleep to the voice of Dr. Dobson. So I always had an affinity for focus on the family. And then I was living in California, and my husband started working for Focus on the Family, and I was like, wait, that's that organization. Long story short, um, I applied. They turned me down. I applied again. <laughs> I finally got in, and now I've been um, at Focus on the Family for 20 years. No way. And I am super excited to be working in our advocacy department. You know, many people know we focus on marriage and parenting, which is super great. Yeah. Um, but I love that we get to all focus on being pro-life and helping families understand what it is to be pro-life and to love every heartbeat from the womb to the tomb, we say. So yes. that's my job. Yes, Danielle. Now, that's a great story. I love that. And you referenced California. Uh, my brother, Bob, actually worked for Focus on the Family in the late 80s and early 90s. Yep. And then again later in life. But when he worked for them before the Colorado Springs days, they were based in in, uh, in California. We drove across the country in a U-Haul, but I was not, I think you had to be 25 to drive a U-Haul. So I had to ride the whole way, 3,000 miles. <laughs> and we drove, I guess, from Pennsylvania across to, through to like Cincinnati and Ohio. We saw Riverfront Stadium, then we drove south, and then all the way across the country through Texas. When we got to California to get out of the car, I hadn't realized that my right arm was tan and my left arm <laughs> was normal. It was literally like a two yeah. different color. I hadn't even noticed it, but it took five days to do the drive. So anyhow, I referenced the, Cali the California uh, that, that resonates with me. That was like 1988, I think we did that drive. Did you wind up working there 
in, when they were in California or only since Colorado Springs? No, actually, I didn't. I uh, was dating my husband at the time when he was working at Focus, so I don't tell anybody, but I snuck into um, a picture of the company. And so my little face is in one of those pictures from California, but I was not an employee at the time. That's, that sounds like a good piece of Focus in the Family trivia that we need, you know, but it'll be just our little secret. Well, folks, it sounds a little stalkerish, but. <laughs> well, any way you can do it. This is not a thing to do with our our topic, but have you ever have you ever uh, heard the story of Steven Spielberg and how he got kind of his foot in the door? No. Well, when we were in California during that uh, that trip, my dad and I went to Disney. Was it? It's Disneyland in California, right? And Worlds in Florida. Mm-hmm. And on the tour, the tour guide mentioned that Steven Spielberg was on a tour, like the one we were on. And during the tour, he walked off course. And he set up shop in a trailer and he wound up coming back and forth to the park every day for three or four months. And everybody figured the guy must belong because he looks like he knows what he's doing. And by the time they found out who we like, wait, so who do you report to? He had already written scripts before this. And so that it was, yeah, he kind of, he, whatever, faked his way through for several months. And then when they caught him, quote unquote, they discovered him that way. And uh, yeah, (laughs) so... See, it works. That's a great story. And it works for you, <laughs> yeah. too. Well, you have yeah. you have a great story to tell us. Folks just tuning in, Danielle. Uh, am I saying it right, Pitzer? Is it P-I-T-Z-E-R? Do I have it right? You got it right, Pitzer. Yes. All right. She's Director of Sanctity of Human Life, Focus on the Family. And you have a great story, speaking of which, that we'd love to hear about in terms of the, the relationship Focus has with some local pregnancy centers. Uh, so go for it. We'd love to hear about it. Well, one of the things that we are um, really pleased to do is that we are connected to pregnancy medical centers all across the United States. What my boss, Robin Chambers, says is we are there to support those frontline workers. They are doing such tremendous work. And one of the things that we were thinking about as Mother's Day was coming up is that Mother's Day is a great day to be pro-life. So how do we connect people? How do we celebrate Mother's Day with these pregnancy centers? And so we reached out to some of our friends, and we had this idea We had seen this necklace that was like a little sunflower, and then it opened up, and it said, you are loved, you are valued, you are beautiful. And we were thinking about, we would like to give that to the mamas. Um, One of the things that we as Christians do great at is loving the babies. When you go to these centers, you see all sorts of adorable baby clothes, diapers, formula, strollers, car seats, and that is awesome. But one of the people that tend to be overlooked is the mamas. And so we thought, how can we encourage these women? How can we be partners with these centers? And so our friends said, yeah, this would be great. Send these necklaces that, again, say you are loved, you are valued, you are beautiful. So we sent over 100 necklaces to three different centers in three different states and um, just encouraged them to give them to their moms. And then we wanted to share the message with others of, like, we aren't the only ones that can do stuff with pregnancy centers that can support them and can love on these mamas. And so, yeah, yeah that's what we wanted to get out is that Mother's Day is a great day to be pro-life. Danielle, it's a great point that pro-life does take a lot of different forms, uh, even even aside from mothers and babies and, and not having an abortion and all that. Just, uh, I would say, a husband being faithful to his wife is pro-life. You're helping keep mm-hmm. your family yeah. intact, right? And you would know that with the Ministry of Focus on the Family and all the different ways that the ministry wants to be a support to people. Um, you know, on a practical note, the, the necklaces you reference is that something specific that, that 
uh, if folks are like, you know what, I'd like to do that. Is that something that a place they can get those necklaces or just the concept? Are you su- suggesting maybe people can still do something on their own? Yeah, I'm really suggesting the concept. Um, one of the things that is really great is when people can connect with their pregnancy centers and their clinics and see how they can support them. How can they support the mamas and the babies um, and love them both, love every heartbeat? The concept is really get connected with your center. See if your church is connected with your center because there's there's really so much that can be done. I mean, so many skills from you know, being a marketer to being an accountant to um, just giving your IT skills or becoming an advocate or, you know, connecting with those moms, being a mentor, bringing the diapers, bringing maybe some maternity clothes for the mom. Um, each center would be best able to answer how, what kind of gift or what kind of um, offering would be best for them and the, the people that they're serving. Danielle Pitzer is our guest, Director of Sanctity of Human Life with Focus on the Family. You can catch that program each weekday morning at 7, by the way, on WFIL. Beyond the program, we we reference this. uh, There's a lot more going on uh, with Focus on the Family, and we've had a number of different folks with the organization join us in in the last year or so, uh, including Robin Chambers did join us last year with the the Sea Life event, I think, that happened uh, virtually last year. But now, so it might – have you – with the necklaces, uh, some lead time on that. I'm not sure how long ago they went out to those centers. Have you had a chance to get any feedback or hear a story about how how they were utilized? One of my favorite stories came from um, a director, and he was sharing that they have a men's group. So a lot of women are coming here uh, to centers, and they don't necessarily have the father with them. But some do, and these poor young men usually don't know how to be a dad, they don't understand this responsibility, and it's like a deer in the headlights. And so um, this director is ministering to those men. He's bringing in other godly men that can be mentors, that can be father figures and can help them. And so for him, he specifically was saying that he was going to, for for the, the couples that were there together, um, he was going to on the sly give it to the, the young man and have him give it to the mom to encourage her and to, you know, mm. kind of help develop that bond between them. So I love that this, this particular story just because there's so many aspects to it of how we're, we're loving them both and encouraging them in this journey. I love that. I love that. One other question for you, Danielle. You know, it might not seem obvious, at least initially, that a gift, especially to somebody you don't know personally, would have an impact. But I'm guessing that, you know, you, you can figure you give it to your own mom. Yes, you can see it and, and understand it. But maybe just the word, a word of encouragement so people understand that you don't have to even have a super big investment, like you have to know a whole lot about the center or anything. You could just have a simple relationship and say you want to bless somebody else and still have that mean a tremendous amount to someone to, that someone was even thinking of them at all. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's beautiful. And exactly, we, we don't all have to do big things. We just have to do little things. And I think I'm stealing that from Mother Teresa, but... If we all do a little bit, you just never know. The person on the receiving end may have never received anything, may have never gotten somebody to look them in the eye and to see them as a person. And, and that's what I just so love about our pro-life movement and about being connected to the pregnancy centers is we are seeing these young women. We, we are connected to them. We care about them. They're not a statistic. They're not income-based. 
they are a human being and they're carrying a human being. And so it's just awesome that we can rise up, you know, yes. <laughs> and encourage each other. Yeah. Danielle, it's great to make your acquaintance and hopefully we can have you on again sometime. Would that be okay by you? That would be great. I, uh, I was told that you're a great interviewer, so I really appreciate you being kind to me. <laughs> you, you did wonderfully. I'm glad to have you on. It's like, you know, I like uh, having folks on often, uh, you know, because over time, even the comfort level can grow. But uh, so I'm glad that, that, that you were told that I hope that you had a good experience and that uh, snow or no snow, you'll come back again. So, <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank you for the work you're doing there, Danielle. Keep up. Keep it up. Thank you. All right. That's Danielle Pitzer, Director of Sanctity of Human Life, Focus on the Family. Brief break. Back with more. It's Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. Where you go? Where you go? AM560WFIL.com and on the app. Congratulations to Victoria in Harleysville, Rich in Clayton, New Jersey, Patricia in West Deptford, New Jersey, Linda in Shemung, New Jersey, and Elvira in Philadelphia all won KJ's latest CD one year ago. We've been giving that away, and uh, those are folks who have picked that up, so we're glad for you, happy for you, ecstatic for you even, but uh, you're not the only ones who can win something. We have more prizes going on, including Matthew West Presents West Friends Fest. This Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, Matthew West hosting a big old concert from the Story House in Nashville, Tennessee, featuring a bunch of artists. Matthew himself, a Dove Award-winning five-time Grammy nominee, over 130 songwriting credits. He's written five books on top of that, and he's a brand-new album out called Brand New. It's a 14-song reminder. If you're in Christ, you're a new creation, and he is making you brand new. You win a stream of any of those three dates, at WFIL.com. Get to the contest page for that. So there you are. Quick note, uh, quick uh, break, I should say. Then I have one final thing I'd like to share with you to wrap up our program. Back with more in a second. WFIL. It's the Tim DeMoss Show podcast, available at WFIL.com. Thanks for listening. It's 4.57 on the Tim DeMoss Show. Victoria, earlier I asked you about your mom and what you appreciate about her, Right? And you had a chance to sell these lovely, gushy, whoop-de-doo things about Mama, about Ann and Audubon, who's having a birthday today. Happy birthday, Ann. Now I'm going to take a second to say about some of my mom. Well, just briefly, in the final moment we have, and this is in honor of Mother's Day coming up, the thing about my mom I think I loved the most, in addition to her loving the Lord and teaching me about him, because that's so important, is the fact that she was a true friend and... She dwelled, so to speak, with not just me, but with people. So she never, I can never remember her making me feel like I was in the way or an inconvenience or she had something else she needed to do instead of me and that she was ready to do whatever I wanted to do. If we want to play a game of Scrabble or if we want to play a game of Pinnacle or like games we used to do a lot of and just the idea or baseball cards, we'd open baseball cards up together. And just the fact that she was uh, that way, just what do you want to do, son? I'm here for you. I love that so much. I have other things I have to squeeze in later on in the week. But for now, that's all I got. Have a great night. See you tomorrow. Thanks for listening.
Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 to 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.